Welcome to Financial Fridays. I'm Bob Gustafson, a certified financial planner and the owner of the Triton Financial Group. Each episode is an excerpt from my radio show, The Financial Focus, where we answer questions from our listeners. Our goal is to help you increase your financial knowledge through these conversations of 10 minutes or less. Uh, Hello, Bob. My father was financially savvy and did extremely well. Unfortunately, as he aged, his financial acuity dropped and he lost a significant percentage of our family's Mm -hmm. investment portfolio. Do you find this common among your older clients? That's a fantastic question. I'm not sure we ever hit this one here on the show directly like this before, but this is an excellent question. And it it happens quite frequently. And I see it a lot. Unfortunately, I usually see it after the fact. Um, So here's kind of how things play out. And it's like anything in life, right? All of us have to recognize that as we age, we're going to lose a lot of things. Our physical health, our mental health. I know, John, I get out of bed in the morning and my body sounds like a bowl of Rice Krispies. (laughs) Snap, crackle, pop everywhere. But as we age, part of the aging process is uh, we lose our, our mental acuity, right? You know, we don't like to talk about it. We don't want to admit it to ourselves, which is a pro, which is part of the reason this happens, but it's, it's a challenge. I mean, it's a tough thing. So, one of the things that's really important is as we age is to recognize we are going to lose that. And what is our plan going to be when we do other than denial? So the first stage we usually go through is sometimes we recognize ourselves slipping mentally, and, uh, but we go into a state of denial. We, we kind of deny it's that we brush it off, lack of sleep. If you read about all this stuff, this is typically what happens. And then one day, you really start making bad decisions or not making any decisions at all. You get forgetful. And the last place you want to have that happen is in when you're managing your investments. And typically, uh, you know, in the past, maybe not so much going forward and in the future, but a lot of times, you know, like in this person's situation, the father was a, you know, financially savvy guy. And... Uh, did really well from the sounds of it early in his career, and then one day just kind of lost that and had some significant problems. So you almost, if you're, if you're managing your own money, okay, one of, the, one of the things that you need to do is, get, is recognize the fact that one day you're not going to be able to do it anymore. And that, you, well, you look at Warren Buffett, who's the exception to the rule, right? But most people are going to experience this type of scenario. We're going to not be able to um, think on the scale, especially financially as we age. So we need to recognize that and have a plan for it. Because this, you'd be su- surprised how often this happens. Uh, especially with folks who, are, uh, who might be buying individual stocks in their own, managing their own portfolios, not using diversified ETFs or, can, or uh, you know, mutual fund strategies that are you know, brought more broadly diversified. That's really where the problems can come in, and it happens quite a bit. So, you know, uh, how would you do it, though? I mean, if you have a guy who's financially savvy, he's been running it, and like you said, denial is a very strong thing. So in his mind, he's done well. He's been running it the whole time. He's not going to let anybody rest control, I would think, um, while he's still able to kind of call the shots. So what, what kind of fails? What can you do to sort that of is a help? Fan, that is a fantastic question because you just laid it out. That's exactly what the process is. 
And there's nothing wrong with managing your own money if you're, you know, you're, you've got the, the capacity to do that. And far be it from me, a consummate do-it-yourselfer, telling anybody they should, you know, they should or shouldn't do anything. You know, I'm, I'm as guilty of some of these types of things, do-it-yourself, as anybody else. It's just you've got you've to recognize that one day you're not going to be able to do it anymore. What are you going to do? So here's some examples. I've had... I actually serve in a role for some people like this where I am going to step in when they become no longer able to run their own money. So I've got a few clients that are very savvy people. Um, they've done fantastic at, at what they, in, in, their, in their, their capacity to manage their own money. And I'm just there waiting in the wings for them, John, if something goes wrong or they, they need to call me in or, you know, what have you. But that's really what you need to be looking at. And if you've got somebody who is just has a you know a, an unbelievable ego, you're never going to work your way around that. That's that's the worst of all worlds. People who won't who don't recognize that you know they might be going downhill or or what have you at some point in time. There's no working with those kind of folks. And whether it's finance or anything else, you need to have a humble spirit, John. So. It, the the hardest thing to record for for human beings to realize is the day's going to come when we can't do what we used to do anymore physically and mentally and when that time does happen we need to we need a plan in place to recognize it and we need a plan in place to execute on making some adjustments and it's a very hard thing to do i've watched uh oh i've watched a number of families lose huge amounts of money huge the, the huge amounts of money that they've lost usually had to do with, the, with, with concentrations of ownerships in particular stocks. So they had a large amount of their wealth accumulated in just a couple of stocks where they, you know, they might not have been paying attention or what, what have you. And those stocks have collapsed and people have lost millions. Uh, you know, a lot of family wealth, a lot of things like that. So there's ways for people to... Um, you know, bring in other professionals when they're, you know, no, no longer able to do it. But it's something that they have to recognize on their own. And if you're the spouse of a person like this, you've got to be, you've got to step in and say, hey, look, you know what? We've got to have a conversation. You can't do the things you used to do the way you used to do them. You were great at one point, but let's just face the facts. You're eight, we're getting up there in age. We need to bring somebody in to help us out. Now, that brings up an, another interesting point. When you, if you don't have a plan in place, a succession plan for, your, for managing your wealth, right, and you get up there in age and you're older and can't manage your portfolio because your mental acuity is going downhill, you now have to rely on your less than stellar mental acuity to choose an advisor to help you. That's a problem, too, right? So one of the things you might want to consider is developing a plan on who you're going to transition to when, you're, when your mental faculties are at 100%. Choose somebody that you know are, are going to be able to do a good job when that time does come. You don't want to wait until you can't, you're not in the position to be able to choose somebody logically in the right way so that's, a, that's another thing to think about. 
Right. I would imagine there's uh, medical and legal issues too, Bob. If somebody refuses to give up the reins because they feel they're fine, then it really becomes a medical problem, right? It, it, well, it does. That's where a, a, a durable power of attorney comes in. That's, you know, that's where you've got to get – that's when it really gets ugly. I, fortunately, I haven't, I haven't seen that happen yet. I haven't had um, a family member have to exercise a durable power of attorney because uh, mom or dad couldn't manage the investment portfolio anymore. Haven't seen that, uh, thankfully. But I know advisors where that's happened to. It gets pretty ugly. And, and John, it's just, it's, it's awful for everybody. You know, it's akin to imagine, you know, the day comes, you've got aging parents, and you've got to take the keys away from dad because he can't drive anymore. Right. You know, that has just got to be horrible for everybody. And if you he know? doesn't want to give them up, you have to, I would imagine, have some kind of, a medical person declare that he is no longer capable, right? Or right. I guess fail a driving test, vision or something. But uh, yeah, that's that's what I mean. It's when people people get older, we tend to get more set in our ways, and you know, nobody wants to acknowledge uh, that they're compromised, right? I mean, most of us, uh, and then you know, like I'm fine, I'm fine. It's, it's, it's we all do it. We do it right. when we're young. And we're going to do it when we're old. Exactly. And I, I remember when this happened, you know, with my grandmother, it was tough. My grandmother got into her 90s. and Oh, her driving was terrible, John. Every time I went down the house, the mirror was, the, the mirrors on both sides were hanging off. <laughs> it was just, it, it, it got really bad. It's like, Graham, you know, you can't do this anymore. You know, you hit a, you rear-ended a dump truck, you know, that time she did. You know, oh, so boy. it's, but these are yeah. the types of things that happen. But, and when it did, she was still in denial. I'm not so, surprised. That's, that's why it's so, it's such a slippery slope. And I can really see, is. and honestly, I can see me being in that situation too. No, no, no. The guy stopped short in front of me. I just wasn't paying attention. 100%. Oh, he was parked and, oh, you know, <laughs> come up with a, 101 excuses on, uh, on why I should still be able to drive. But, when it comes to driving your investment portfolio and if you have significant assets and the time does come where, you know, you realistically can't do what you used to do and manage your own money, you really need for the sake of yourselves, your family and everybody else involved, bring people in to help out. And I would recommend doing that years in advance of anything happening. So you have somebody lined up that you've done a good amount of research on, that you're comfortable with, that can step in and help you out when you need it. I serve in that capacity for a few people, not a ton, because honestly, I don't come across a lot of people that are really good at managing their own money, but I do have a few that have come to me and said, Bob, I want you in the wings when I start going downhill. And so that's what I do. I just, you know, I'm not doing anything in the meantime. We just, you know, have conversations periodically, and I'll ask them questions about what they're doing and what instructions they have and so on and so forth. So when that time does come, and I hope it never comes because you don't want to see it. Um, but if it does, hey, you know, they've got somebody there that they can trust that can come in and do a great job. Thank you for joining us today on our Financial Fridays podcast. I hope you found the information useful, and if so, feel free to share this podcast with people who may benefit from the topics discussed. Subscribe by visiting our website at financialfridays.com.